What's up, everyone? This is Joel Barsky with the Irish Hat Podcast. Today's guest is Erin Darling Tarava. She's a stand up comedian out of Los Angeles who hosts a podcast called Hot Pizza Ass. I started listening to her podcast and I thought she had such a great message to give that I asked her to join us for a chat. Listen to us talk about her podcast, our love for pizza, and our message about body positivity. So enjoy your Irie chat as we say what's up to Aaron Darling Tarava. Aaron Darling Tarava, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I've seen you've been pretty busy lately. You're you're doing a lot of covering on the coronavirus, on your social media, and definitely on your podcast. So why do you want to start covering that issue? Yeah, well, I definitely wanted to create content during this time because I know that you know, as a stand-up comedian, primarily, a lot of the stuff that I was originally doing, you know, A, to make fun, also to make fun, to um, not to make fun, to have fun, to make money, and also my social life all revolves around comedy. Mm-hmm. And so when that's kind of been taken from me with everything going on with coronavirus, I just decided to not let it stop me and to kind of continue creating content trying to experiment with different platforms, trying to figure ways to, you know, enhance like the social elements of life right now, even though a lot of us are in social isolation. So it just kind of been a combination of that. Talking about what's going on is obviously something that I think is really important and something that's on the forefront of my mind. And, and that's just kind of where it all came together. I just started doing a lot of Instagram lives and interviewing people that wanted to talk about it and also bringing on people like epidemiologists that have a little bit of background on what's going on so that I can bring a little bit of information to the table, even though I guess primarily I'm a comedy source. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've caught all your episodes and yeah, I've listen to all your episodes that you were covering the coronavirus and you you did add the epidemiologist which i think she was your sister-in-law or something yeah um, my brother married a doctor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah i thought that was an interesting episode and definitely educational because i mean you try to ignore the news nowadays with so much stuff going on that you don't it's kind of difficult to gather information nowadays I know. And you know, what's crazy even about that episode is that was recorded, I think, two weeks ago. And so much has changed even Mm. since when we recorded it, like the information has altered, you know, like what's been covered in the news has changed, like restrictions have also changed and become more strict. So it's a really interesting time with something that's so new that Mm -hmm. when you put information out and it's it's completely, I feel like the whole story, the whole narrative, even the media landscape has changed in just a few couple of weeks. So are you still gonna do episodes on covering the coronavirus on your podcast? Definitely, because I think that right now, that's just kind of where the collective headspace is at. So when I have people on the show, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the first thing we end up talking about. I mean, it affects everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're, you know, you're in Los Angeles. How's the whole quarantine situation going on over there? Well, it's, <laughs> it's been interesting. 
I think we're about three weeks in now, and I'm really glad that it's happening. I'm glad that everyone's taking it seriously. But then even last weekend, there were like these memes going on, like this viral moment of people at the farmer's market just going crazy. And I I guess like going crazy now just means being out in public. (laughs) But it's it's crazy when you think about some people really aren't taking this seriously and that's really yeah. disheartening especially for the the people that are taking it very seriously yeah yeah it's it, i'll say it is pretty crazy and i'm not one of those people that have purchased a mask but i've seen a lot of people wear masks more and more and now it's convinced me that i need a mask yeah i at first i didn't think i needed one but i also got some too <laughs> oh man yeah I, I was i'm on the verge of i guess making some for myself i was gonna do like a macgyver and just like put some stuff together or something well people are actually making masks at home like they're actually sewing things based off of material that they have or using bandanas so i'm sure if you wanted to there is certainly something you could use in your own home to do that yeah Yeah, i need i need to look around and see what i can put together or something (laughs) (laughs) well i noticed on your instagram and i've watched a couple of your previous interviews that you describe yourself as a latin x so do you Mm -hmm. mind describing that for our listeners Yeah, so basically Latinx is just a term to use to describe genderless Latin. So, you know, if I were to say I'm Latina or Latino, that implies a gender. So Latinx is just kind of a basic way to describe being Latin without a gender attached to it. No, I like that. And I I, because I know you mentioned a lot, too, that you're you're biracial because you're, I think, Correct me if I'm wrong, your mother's Mexican. And I think you say your dad's white as hell or something like that. I'm not. (laughs) I've definitely done stand up probably saying that. So, yeah, my dad is super white. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm on the, I'm in the same boat. My dad's white and my mom's, she's from El Salvador. So I I get it. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, even though I look, Caucasian, you know, I'm biracial as well, but yeah, I, I get the same thing that, you know, people don't see the Latin side. Yeah. Yeah. But so interesting because it's like, what is Latin? You yeah. know, like what, there are people who appear to be white in, in Latin America, in mm-hmm. Mexico, in everywhere. And yeah. there's people who appear to be brown who are other, you know, it's like, basically my point is that there's just, I feel like it's such a mixed society is that there's no point in really assuming anyone's nationality or background. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, the interesting thing I saw about you was that you added your mother's maiden name Tarava not too long ago. So why do you want to make that change to your name? Because it kind of just goes back to what we were talking about. I kind of, there was a couple of factors why I decided to do that. One of them was actually, um, you know, the election of Donald Trump. So when that happened and all of a sudden there was this kind of attack on Mexican people, mm-hmm. a lot of things that he was saying, a lot of things in the news were just, I, I felt like because I look so Caucasian that I should 
absolutely start identifying mm-hmm. more as like a minority because that's what I am. And I felt like it was really important to be honest and truthful um, and super apparent about that kind of stuff and talk about it a lot because these issues affect everyone, you know, racism affects everybody. And I think that it's even more important if people don't assume to let them know. Yeah. Um, Especially because, you know, I even had situations where sometimes I'm in rooms with other people and they say something racist and they have Mm. no idea. Yeah. I've actually dated people that have called me an illegal, you know, like I've had, so many situations like this happen and i think that sometimes people forget and i wanted to make it obvious or more apparent that i am like i'm mixed i'm both yeah so that was one thing and then the other thing was you know basically because i i look the way that i look i wanted to make it just very very clear like in my name you know Mm -hmm. because i sound aaron my name literally means ireland you know so I think because I'm mixed, I wanted it to tell a story, you know, and that's so, I think like the most authentic way I could do that is by taking and adding my mom's maiden name to my last name. No, I love it. I I like the last name, Tarava. It's a star's name. I like it. Oh, thank you. I like it too. It took, it's taking a while to get used to. And a lot of people, I've actually received a little bit of pushback from it. People love the name Aaron Darling. So it's uh it's really interesting when people are like oh you had such a stage name before and i'm like no but that's my real name and if it sounded like a stage name i don't necessarily think that's like doing me any favors it's not doing my background any favors and it's not i don't really think it's indicative of who i am no one wants a name that's fake (laughs) no yeah yeah besides being a stand-up comedian, as you mentioned, you wear a lot of different hats that I've seen. You are really busy, and I don't know how you do it. You're a show host, you're an actress, a stand-up comedian, you mentioned, a podcaster, and that's just naming a few that I've that I know of. So how are you able to balance all these roles? I mean, I don't know. I think the best way to answer that is that I'm rarely doing them all at the same time. You know, I mm-hmm. think that... I've been lucky to do a lot of different things and at different times I focus on different things. And if I'm, you know, prepping for a stand-up comedy tour, I, I'm, I'm that, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm working on my podcast, I'm that. If I'm working on a film, I'm acting. So it's yeah. kind of like, it's, I think it's, it's difficult, but it's also kind of easy to wear different hats when you can find a way to compartmentalize the projects that you're kind of working on and know that, you know, at different points of time, you're going to be focused on different things. But I think at the end of the day, really, I consider myself a writer more than anything else. Hmm. Yeah. So you host a podcast and I've seen that you host some shows in the past. So if you could host any show out there, what would it be? Man, if I could host any show out there, it would be the Puppy Bowl. Do you watch the Puppy Bowl? <laughs> the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> yeah, on um, Animal Planet after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've tweeted at them so many times telling them that I will host the Puppy Bowl. I would do it for free. Like, I love the Puppy Bowl so much. I love dogs. Like, that would be the most fun job ever. Just, you know, I think uh, 
Michael Ian Black used to do it, <laughs> but he didn't do it this year. Maybe oh, he didn't man. do it last year. But um, but yeah, I think they need a host for the Puppy Bowl, and I'll totally do it. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll start a campaign to get you to host the Puppy Bowl or start a Facebook group. Yeah, that would be the best. Yeah. I could see you hosting. I'm not. I never watched the Puppy Bowl. I know of it, but yeah, that's something I definitely could see. That would be pretty awesome too. It's adorable, and that would be such a fun job. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mentioned you, you have a lot of roles and you, you mentioned that you like writing. So out of all your roles that you have, is writing the one that you're most passionate about or do you have other stuff that you're more passionate about? With writing, I mean, I think it, I think it is. That's a, it's a hard question to ask because I feel like I get excited about all the things that I'm doing mm -hmm. at different times, you know. But I think the thing about writing is that it's really just kind of been something that's carried me through a lot of different points in my career you know like i went to journalism school which was very heavy on writing i had to learn how to write you know like a long form magazine article and newspaper type of things and online news and then i started out as a reporter and then i started out as a comic and and just kind of like through all of these iterations of different things that i've done i feel like at the heart of it, writing has never gone away. So that's something that I've just always connected with. And it's also the thing where, you know, when I was a little kid, that's what I would do. I would play with a typewriter. Like yeah. that was, huh. yeah, I would write little plays and stuff for my cousins to act out. So <laughs> like when I think of what I always wanted to do, how I spent my time and the thing that is just kind of like carried me throughout this weird ebb and flow type of career it's always come back to that speaking that you you said you studied journalism i do definitely see it or i mean i like that you you know you're covering the coronavirus so you you are still using that journalism like education that you use to inform everyone on what's going on but yeah I, I like that you're using it for your podcast and your instagram and all that stuff yeah i guess it is kind of it comes through more than i thought um it's so weird because i remember I, when I was in school, I just wanted to do entertainment. I was like, I just want to be an entertainment reporter. And to me, that doesn't, it barely seems like reporting, you know? Yeah. Um, but now, I guess it's weird that I kind of like come back to it in strange ways. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess I am kind of a writer reporter in certain ways. What made you want to change from journalism to comedy? Well... I wanted to go into comedy because I kind of got tired of entertainment reporting. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like there's certain things that you learn as a, as an entertainment reporter. And mm -hmm. I am not going to say that I was like an expert, but I do feel like I kind of like I learned where that career path was going yeah. and I had done red carpets and I had done junkets and I had, you know, done news shows and commentary shows. I'd done so many things in the entertainment reporting world that I felt like, oh, is this just going to be what it is? Is this, I guess the yeah. only thing next would be to get like a, a different type of job or, you know, try to transition more heavily into TV. But mm -hmm. 
that kind of felt like, well, if this is all this is going to be, I kind of want to do something more. I want more creative control. I want to, yeah. I want to have creativity. I want to be able to do things without a publicist there, you know, mm-hmm. kind of controlling how the interview goes. So I think that's kind of one of the main reasons why I ended up shifting into uh, comedy and screenwriting and stuff like that. It's hmm. interesting. Well, I'm caught up on your podcast, Hot Pizza Ass. I noticed that in your trailer that you mentioned that the idea started with a photo. So do you want to share that story a bit? Yeah. So basically, I posted a photo. I don't think it was last year. Maybe it was in 2018. of a piece of pizza on my butt. And I was just basically talking about like my body and being okay with it and thinking that, you know, I eat what I want. I do what I want. I love my body and you should too. And when I posted it, I was just like, so I was so nervous to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, because like for me, that was some, it was kind of like a moment of bravery for me personally, because I've struggled with eating disorders and with body image issues, just like most women in Hollywood that I know have also experienced. And so sometimes when you post an image that shows like your body, um, even though I had pizza covering everything, Mm -hmm. it was really nerve wracking for me. And to put that out there and to declare to the world that I'm choosing acceptance, I'm choosing self-love and I'm okay with all of this, um, to me was kind of a crazy act of courage in a weird way. And it's Mm. weird because people don't ever think of like a picture posting being brave. And of course there are people that do things that are way more brave in life, but that was the thing I was like the most afraid of, you know? And I did it. (laughs) And then I archived it a bunch of times because I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm getting judged. but, you know, sometimes the things that you're afraid of and the things that you're worried about other people judging you for are kind of the things that you need to lean into, things you need to do, you know. I mean, I've heard that you mentioned that I get, you lost followers after after it was posted. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been doing this podcast about, like, self-image and body positivity, and you involve pizza with it. No, but I, I like how you just kind of, like, flip the script and even something that, I guess people didn't really like about the photo you're kind of just emphasizing like hey this is like body positivity you know i love food there's nothing wrong with having you know you know food yeah. enjoying food i i didn't get why people would not like that photo or understand you are, well i think one element of it is you never really know who's following you um mm. Like, I don't have, I know the people that I know who are following me, but the greater people, the strangers, the people that maybe followed me for comedy, you know, they were surprised to see like that type of content coming from me. So it's, it's weird. Like you just never know what people are thinking, Mm, you never know what issues that they're dealing with. You never know like what they're projecting onto you or their expectations of you. And honestly, none of that is my business. Like my business is to be me and to put the content out that I want. And if Mm -hmm. the content I want to put out, you know, I think could have a positive impact on someone else, or maybe it can make someone feel better about them, or it can inspire them to love themselves more. Or if they identify with me in the like the challenges I've had, yeah, and they see that, to me, it's worth that risk. Yeah, 
I noticed on the videos that you have or that's posted that you also eat pizza with your guests. I, th I think some of them are like frozen pizza or I don't know if it's delivery. But so I noticed <laughs> that you're and you mentioned it also that, you know, you're really big on pizza. And who isn't? Pizza is like the perfect dish that I feel like brings families together. And you can have like an easy party with pizza. So and I love the fact that you add, you know, out of all food items, pizza into your podcast. So I, I, yeah. as, I guess you, I can call you a pizza connoisseur enthusiast. So I got me wondering, what's the best pizza you've ever had? Oh my gosh. Um, I love all the stuff that you just said about pizza though. That's so true. The best pizza I've ever had. Gosh, I think there's so many, I love pizza for so many different reasons. And one of the reasons I love pizza, you mentioned right now, it brings people together. Yeah. So some of my favorite pizzas are like the memory of what I was doing at the time. Like, okay, here's a good example. One of my favorite pizzas ever is from the Bay Area, this place called Bogies, And mm. they're just like a local pizza joint. And I love that place because they were a sponsor of my little league team. So I was the only girl on a little league team. Oh. And after the games, we would go to bogeys and they made this really amazing pesto pizza hmm. with cheese. It was just so good. And I, like as a kid, I wasn't eating pesto, you know, so yeah, I, yeah. that was like my first experience with pesto pizza. And I just remember like loving it and being introduced to it there. So it's like memories like that, you know, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, that, that was a really good pizza. I don't know if that was my favorite pizza ever, but I think that's the thing about it is it's just, I feel like it's more about the people. It's about the experience, oh, yeah. especially now with the quarantine, like I'm making pizza all the time, oh, you know, really? like, yeah, I'm, I'm experimenting with different types of um, cheeses, different types of toppings. It's been it's been really fun. It's one of my hobbies, making a lot of different pizza. <laughs> hey, there's so much different ways to make pizza. You can experiment with anything. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, a, a buddy of mine just posted something on Facebook about Brazilian pizza. I don't know if you ever seen that, and I looked it up, and you gotta look it up. It's it's weird. It's like different flavors of pizza with a middle like dessert in the middle, like a big cookie or a cake or something. It's a very awkward thing to see. And I've never seen something like that before. But yeah, look it up, Brazilian pizza. Okay, I'll give it a shot. That sounds fun. <laughs> I should tell you that I'm a big fan of your Hot Pizza Ass podcast. One thing I really like is that you have a range of interesting guests. So it's not really like person of one type of field. So, I mean, you mentioned the uh, epidemiologist. You had Donna DeRico from Baywatch. You had her on your, I think, your first episode. You mm -hmm. had Carlos Santos, yeah, your co-star on Border Patrol. So, I'm just curious to know who are some of upcoming guests that's going to be on your podcast? You know, I have a wish list of a lot of people that I need to like circle back and, and reach out to, but I don't know who's going to be on the future episodes. I'm just taking this so day by day right now. Um, I, I need my friend Erica Rhodes to be on the podcast. We've done lives, but we haven't done an actual proper episode. She's a comedian. She's super funny, really smart. I love her. And we also write together. So 
she's an obvious choice that I need to have. Um, I would love to interview BB Rexa, the pop star. Do you know oh, who that is? I can yeah. see her being on your show. I really love her, and she has been outspoken about you know designers not letting her wear rent dresses to industry events because mm. of her size, even though she's she's small. She's like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's something I can definitely relate to, and I think that she would be an amazing person to be on the podcast and talk about issues like that with. I think honestly, like anyone that has struggled with similar things, I think would be an incredible guest. And then that's the thing is also with men, like a lot of men actually offer to be on the show. They are always like, oh my gosh, can I, can I do the podcast? Mm -hmm. And I'm always surprised that they want to get vulnerable. Um, so that's the other thing that I'm loving and that I would love to find more of like men, male guests that want to be vulnerable and be honest about their experiences and come to the table with conversations about vulnerability and, and their struggles and things like that. Yeah, and I, that's one thing that I, I do find interesting is, you know, you mentioned about vulnerability and like just people being self-conscious. And I mean, I think you mentioned some things about dating and I've learned a couple of things from watching your podcast that's really, really? encouraged me to definitely, you know, keep on at least for to understand a, a female's perspective on things. But yeah, uh, that's I, I've learned things from, you know, just listening to your podcast about stuff like that. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that that, that you had that experience because that's kind of like the best compliment I think I could get as someone that's curating this type of content is I just hope that people resonate with it and I hope that they're able to apply certain things to their own life. Sometimes when you're making stuff like this or really when you're making anything at all, it can mm -hmm. often feel like you're in a bubble. Like, am I just doing this for me? Yeah. Like, are people liking it? How do they feel about it? And I think that's the, the most difficult thing about being a content creator, as I'm sure you've experienced before, you know, even doing with your own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to know if people like it, if they get it, if, yeah. if it helps at all, you know? You're right about just being in a bubble. I know people are watching and hearing this, but do they like it or not? Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned or we discussed about, you know, some things that you were talking about is body positivity and self-care on the show. And you really get into details about these. And I mean, it's not just one episode, but multiple episodes that you talk about this stuff. So I have to ask, is there advice you could leave our listeners about these topics? Yeah, I mean, I would, I think that just something that's really important to always uh, know about yourself and always appreciate about yourself is is that you are the only you and that your worth is more than your body and more than your appearance and what you bring to the table should be determined by you and not it's always going to be influenced by other people but you know yeah. what i mean it should be what you want like when you leave a room when you leave a party like leave some of yourself there like don't live your life for other people don't fall into society's traps of what you should be doing, what you should look like, what you should yeah. feel like. I feel like everyone should just love themselves, be them, and just know that you are the only you and you are a gift to the world around you. And I, that can often sound so trite 
because everyone says it, but I cannot emphasize enough that that is, that's like the key, I think, to, to having a career or yeah. being a personality or, you know, even on social media, like resonating with people, it's you being you because people see through the other stuff yeah. and it's not as fun for, for you personally to live your life like that, you know? No, I love it. And I, I think it was mentioned on one of the episodes too. And I kind of agree with it. It's it's really about confidence. And if you're, if you're confident of how you look and if you just feel like you're beautiful, like inside and outside, you shouldn't care what anybody out there thinks of you or critiques of you or edits you on anything. It's, I mean, it's really in, in your head first. And then everything will show outside. At least that's what I gather. Yeah, I think that's, that's very true. And I think that's also another important thing to, to remember. It's so hard though. I know that this, especially social media, this whole comparison society that we live in, it's so easy to look at other people and just, I even do it. I get caught up in that. Like, why am I not this? Or yeah. I don't look or I don't feel like that, but it's all basically an illusion, you know, yeah. like those aren't those people's lives either really. Yeah. So not everyone's <laughs> perfect. Even if you see people on the movies, you know, magazines and all that stuff. Yeah. They're just human beings. They have a flaws like everyone else. Yeah, certainly. Well, besides the podcast, are you working on any other projects coming up right now? Um, no, I don't think I'm working on anything at all. I don't think anyone is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we're all just taking a break right now, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, I would love to get some new, fun, exciting stuff going, but I'm not going to be filming anything anytime soon. And with everything happening with uh, coronavirus and yeah. my my project right now, I guess, is my health and my sanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That comes first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, we're at a segment in this podcast that I call Life Lessons. So this question is, share us a life lesson that you learned either through a good or a bad experience in your past and tell us the story behind that lesson. Wow, a lesson I learned, good or bad experience. Huh, okay, well, I think that this is a good lesson that everyone can learn from currently. I think just going through this coronavirus uh, situation, it's been a challenge because our whole worlds have been, you know, reduced to our living rooms and our bedrooms yeah. and, and our, you know, our family members or roommates. And so I think when we're forced to kind of like downsize our lives in that, in that sense, it's a good time to really get internal to kind of reflect to make sure that you're on the right path in life because when we have this opportunity for the old, whole world to be on pause i think it's a good time to really just kind of reassess everything and that's kind of what i'm doing that's the lesson i'm learning in this because i think it's honestly like just time for the world to heal <laughs> yeah it's time for us all to take care of ourselves you know make sure that we're doing the best we can to stay healthy and stay safe. And me in the meanwhile, while we're all trying to figure out how long this is going to last and what we're going to do to just kind of, you know, take that time for you. What are you doing to, I guess, keep yourself healthy and sane as we are in the middle of this issue or what's going on right now? 
Well, for me, I'm trying to be better about meditating. I'm just trying to journal. I'm trying to read um, and watch a little bit less of the news. Just try to, you know, obviously I can't escape it. (laughs) And nor do I want to. I want to stay very like up to date and aware of everything that's going on. But I think like at a certain point, it's really important to just find ways um, to entertain yourself that are also like helpful to like becoming a better person, which for me are those things, journaling and reading. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Erin, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Uh, I mean, I think they've learned a lot about me already. I mean, I would just say, check out my podcast if this is of interest to you and be true to yourself embrace your heritage tell the story of who you are that's what i'm trying to do in my life right now as as i'm learning you know it's life is a learning process so that's what i would like to say and thank you so much for having me on your show i really appreciate it and the pleasure is all mine but i'll make sure to put all the information on to your your podcast and your socials i'll make i'll put that in the episode notes and links so people can just click on there and just go straight to it but yeah for our listeners definitely subscribe to the hot pizza ass podcast aaron covers a lot of topics over on on the podcast so you'll definitely learn a lot of things like i have Um, (laughs) but aaron darling tarava thank you so much for joining us on on this podcast i know you're really busy on your own stuff so again i appreciate you spending some time with me to share some information for our listeners But from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining us on Irie Chat and best of luck on everything. Thank you so much. And you too. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our Irie Chat with Erin Darling Tarava. Make sure you subscribe to her podcast, Hot Pizza Ass, and follow her on all her socials. You can find that information in the episode notes. Please rate and comment on our podcast, so if you love it or hate it, let me know. I hope you stay safe under quarantine with what's going on right now. If you need to keep yourself occupied while at home, go ahead and listen to our other podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel, so if you go on YouTube and search Irie Chat, you can catch a few of our episodes as well. Thank you for listening to our Irie Chat, and I'll see you soon.